Welcome, everyone, to Season 5, Episode 5 of the Hall of Fame Show. And I'm Kirk Buckner, along with Evan Nolan, and we run NotInHallOfFame.com, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we just had a big meeting about the United States Athletics Hall of Fame and all the fun work we're going to be doing on that. Look for something pretty big in the next couple months. So we're pretty excited about that. Coming up, we're working on it. We just had a little bit of a brainstorm. So we a did. little bit of a rebranding and a little bit of a uh, step up of the game. So, Which... I guarantee you is more thought process than in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is going to be dominating our conversation today. Uh, so pretty much. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame going to make their announcement on the same day that the Pro Football Hall of Fame makes their announcement and does their MVP. And like, whoops, shouldn't do that. What's a calendar? Uh, yeah. And then making an announcement, not even like officially, just sort of something, something out before we had like, hey, here's who the nominees are. Unless I missed it, we didn't even get that this time. Probably he wasn't available on a Saturday since he had the week off, you know, weekends off. But like, we could do a good, bad, and ugly just with how the Rock Halls run. Not the nominees. The nominees are interesting, but just how the Rock Halls run is a good, bad, and ugly itself. It's very interesting group of nominees. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know how I feel about it. I do have a theme in my head that I'm going to uh, disseminate. Yeah, it, it, it's a list of who's here and more interesting to me, who's not here. I mean, who's here is interesting. Who's not here is also very interesting. I want to begin with, because here's my theme on this one. And I, I wonder, I think you probably know where I'm going with this because I put something out on the X about that. Because the more I thought about it, the more I think this was an F-U-J-W ballot. I mean, John Winter. I mean, the fact the foreigners here is probably enough of a sign oh, yep. and, and somebody and somebody else will get to but yeah right so i just want to bring everyone up to speed who uh i think a lot of people who will tune into this usually are here for our raw our sports points of view but uh jan winner was the brainchild behind rolling stone actually did he create rolling stone i think so right i, think, I, I don't know i can't remember specifically but he's been the driving force for the better part okay. of 40 years. Right. And either way, he relayed that into the creation of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is something that has become a very much a passionate project of myself, of Evan, and for a lot of people. And yet, in terms of potential, it's never quite reached it, despite the beautiful facility they have in Cleveland. Uh, I just brought mm -hmm. up something because I don't have a New York Times account. So I just I'm going from The Guardian here. So I just want to like bring everyone up to speed why Jan Venner is no longer with them. And he was removed almost instantaneously from the from the board of directors from the Rock Hall before he was like the head of the running the whole thing. Although he said like, I really don't have anything to do with the nominations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> there you go. So it's also from a, an interview with the Times and he was promoting a book called The Masters, and it featured interviews that he had done uh, with, I guess, obviously some in the past, uh, Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, Pete Townsend, and Bono, which on the surface, I mean, that's a pretty damn good group of, of people to sort of talk to. But yep. he did this interview with the New York Times, forgetting that they are, let's just be blunt, a left-wing publication, and they're going to notice things that if you do everything all white and male, which should have been on his radar considering what he ran. Mm -hmm. So he was essentially called out on that by who, by 
the interviewer. And these were some of the, the things that he came up with. It's not that they're inarticulate, although go have a deep conversation with Grace Slick or Janice Joplin. Please be my guest. You know, Joni was not a philosopher of rock and roll. She didn't, in my mind, meet that test. Well, first of all, if you can have a conversation with uh, with um, the leader of Big Brother and the, the holding company, uh, Janice Joplin, you either have a time machine or a neck necrophilia fetish. Um, so, yeah. I had a Back to the Future joke. I'm glad I'm, I'm no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, there are some very articulate people. There's some, I mean, why didn't he interview Ozzy Osbourne? I mean, was his articulation, you know, just too good? Well, so, that might also be why he's nominated this year. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so a black artist, you know, Steve, you wonder, genius, right? I suppose when you use a word as, as broad as masters, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. So basically, he just, in a backhanded way, or maybe not even that backhanded, mm -mm. black people and women are stupid. Mm -hmm. That uh, He articulated I, it particularly well. Yes, he articulated his perceived inarticulation. Correct. Oh, uh, God. Uh, that was enough for them. I mean, it God. Yeah, it it, it it helps explain the, um, and I know you and I disagree on the women, but at least the lack of minorities in the Rock Hall over the it's, years. It's not so much that I disagree on the on the women per se. I think you, I, I think when we look back at all Rock history in terms of like who made it, who didn't, and we can argue or maybe even agree as to why that is, the reality mm -hmm. is in terms of success and popularity and impact, it's more skews heavily men, male to female, whether and, it's and, and also, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, and also guys are more likely to be in bands. So when you get the who right. in, you get four guys, mm -hmm. as opposed to most of the female artists are solo singers. Absolutely. And that also then skews the, the number that's always out there when they go like the amount of men to the amount of women. Sure. Uh, I don't know that necessarily Madonna is on the same level as the one-armed drummer from Def Leppard, but and I'm not saying it because he's he's not the full man he used to be. Of all the people you could have picked. <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind. And it just worked out well. Uh, luckily, I own this and only Evan can sort of cancel me out. Could there you? you? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Yes. So this is essentially how we got here. And when this is actually, the, I think it's also the first time that you and I did not do a prediction of who we thought would have been nominated. And just well that we did, we didn't, because we never would have came, neither of us would have hit 50%. No, I, I actually did do my own prediction. Oh, did you? And yeah, on my own. And I got five. Okay. So as we go through this, you can tell me which five they are. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you would have beat me because I would not have gotten five on this list at all. Yeah, I, I mean, none, none, none of them are too deep here. So, um, yeah, you, none, none of them are going to be like, oh, I can't believe you got that person. So, Right. And I, I think that's sort of like when we're, why we're looking at this. We're going to see a lot of first-time nominees 
a lot of them who we've never seen before, a few mm -hmm. that maybe came out of nowhere. And I think they made a more conscious effort to make this a more diverse ballot, which is good. But this also mm -hmm. doesn't help some people. And I think as we go through each one of them, we can look I think at- this is the, I think this is the easiest ballot to see who's gotten in, is getting in possibly as long as I've been looking at this. This is a clear five. And if they only do five, it's obvious. If they do six or seven, it gets more interesting. But I think there's a five that is just way above everybody else. So just based on the, not in my opinion, but based on the history of the hall and how people vote. And, right. yeah. and also playing favorites with people who play, play nicer at the hall. I, I think also too, we also need to articulate, articulate, there's a word again. Uh, the voting body is pretty much the same. I know they continuously add people, but we don't necessarily know who they are. Uh, right. The nominating committee didn't change much, but clearly John, John Leonard's influence is gone. And I feel that a lot of this is really to stick it up his ass. I'm, I'm dead serious. That's how I feel. Entirely possible. Yeah. Especially again with, with one that we're going to talk about. Uh, let, let's look at this. Uh, this one would have been one I would have predicted. And I think this might've been one of your five because uh, I'm doing yeah. this alphabetically. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest uh, nominated mm -hmm. uh, the last two years. So it's fitting the pattern of a group that we see that they think is influential, which I would agree with, uh, has mm -hmm. critically loved, maybe not the the largest body of work, but that's never stopped artists before. I don't know that this is a good ballot for them though either. This is a terrible ballot for them. Yeah. Um, uh, I know they've been working very hard to get hip hop in. I know I love I love a tribe called Quest. I'm a little surprised that they've come up multiple times without anyone giving Wu Tang Clan a shot. Right. Um, uh, because uh, I think Wu Tang would be easier to get in than a tribe called Quest. Uh, but even more than that, uh, we we have another hip hop group coming up who has no shot in heck, except they're probably coming in through the side category. Um, but. Uh, oh. I'm a little surprised, uh, and I listened to the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast, and I, which was really good, by the way. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to their podcast, Breaking Everything Down. But I agree with them. I'm surprised that Outcast isn't who they went to, because Outcast would sail into the Rock Hall of Fame. Just everyone getting to vote for, uh, so Big Boy and Andre 3000 haven't performed together as Outcast in 2014 when they were at. Uh, what I can't remember what music festival it was. The one that neither uh, you and I went to. Yeah, neither you neither of us went to, but it wasn't all a loser, it was another one. I can't think what it was, but it was so bad that Prince yelled at Andre 3000 and never freaking do that again, uh, in terms of how bad their performance was. So they it's been 10 years since they performed together. And just the idea of them getting together and playing Hey Ya live to a live audience should be enough for everybody to have voted for them, but they're not here. So mm -hmm. instead we have tribes for the third time in a row. Um, I don't think this is a good ballot for them. I don't think this is a good ballot for hip hop in general, uh, based off of what we had, but the fact that tribes had two shots at it already and hasn't gotten in makes me wonder why they didn't give them a rest for a year and come back. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, like, you know how big I am on Wu-Tang. Uh, Outcast would be both, both if either of them were in that spot, I think both of them get in. I truly yeah, do. Outcast, Outcast is one of the ones I predicted that did get in. So okay. I have I have 60 names. I'll tell you as we go along. I had Tribe Called Quest and Outcast. Okay. Uh, 
as two of my as two of my things. Um, so I'm not surprised Tribe is here. Uh, I figured they'd go without Cast anyway, which is we go through, but they they didn't. Good for them. I don't think I think their chances of getting in are. I hate saying one in fifteen because there are fifteen nominees, but that's about the right percentage. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that. Uh, next is let's go with somebody who a few months ago, and the only time I'm ever going to mention Kelly Clarkson in relation to the Rock Hall, when she was on the Kelly Clarkson show and said there was no way in hell she would ever. She she was far more colorful with her languages language. Thanks, Kirk. Uh, on that she would never accept any induction. Well. We've heard that in less colorful language from Dolly Parton, who felt that she wasn't deserving. Cher felt that she was. You and I, I think, would agree with that, although we would both yeah. probably prefer Diana Ross in that spot. You more than me. You're, I know that's your... Yeah, that, so Diana Ross is my biggest. I don't understand how she's never been nominated yeah. at the moment. Not the person who I'd push for the most, just the person I don't get. Tina Turner was in that spot before. Uh, now, it, now it's uh, Diana Ross since Turner's been in. Yeah, I mean, I guess realistically, I, I go further back for Mary Wells, but if you had well, your Mary Wells, is, Mary Wells has at least been, I was saying, Mary Wells has at least been nominated. Yeah, it's years and years and years and years ago, but she's at least been nominated. Mm -hmm. uh, Diarex on as a solo artist never has been, which is insane. But anyway, interrupting, continue. No, no, it's 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 all good. So I think, no, no, it's not just because we're. Well, pay attention to this. This doesn't mean the rock stars actually do. It's altogether possible that Cher is completely unaware of the new regime change. Why would she be paying attention to that? I yeah. would think that if she's sort of aware of what's sort of changing, they could get her to sort of accept that, whether they're going to sort of politic behind the scenes to get her to go. I don't know, but that's the first time she's been nominated. I think she's going to sail through. Unless, unless she torpedoes herself. But she'd have to do it right now. Because, but I, but I mean, say so. Lots of people said I've never like Cat Stevens was like I'm never getting in, and then Cat once he was nominated and elected, he was like I never realized how much this meant to me until I was actually elected. Sure. Shares that same sort of person on this. Not that she's ever going to be in the terrorist watch list, but you understand what I'm saying. I, um, sure. um, well, she she didn't come join me in Canada, so I mean, like she does have a history of making bold statements and not following through on them. That is true, but I, I understand like her frustration. Sure, I understand her frustration of have not. I mean, with Sunny or on her own, not having been nominated before. I mean, she was first nominated. Oh, she was first eligible. Hold on, in ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, yeah nineteen ninety one. So nineteen ninety one to now is. 33 years or 34 technically mm -hmm. and Sonny and Cher have also been eligible since 91 so that's technically 68 shots at the apple before or bites of the apple before they finally put her in I can understand her frustration and she said this before I mean I remember years ago seeing her on David Letterman bitching about it um so this has been uh and rightfully so I'm not I'm not begrudging the woman she deserves to be in here but the idea she has been nominated and I was insane but again, this seems like another one of those slaps in the face at Jan Wenner. Like the, the the two people who seem like a slap in the face, I already mentioned one, we'll get to in a couple names. Yep. But Cher seems like the other one. Um, and I I think I agree with you. I think she absolutely like she's one of the five I think absolutely sails in. Um if she's uh nominated or if she doesn't torpedo herself, be like, no, 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 no. And even if she does say no, 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 people may still vote her. 
yeah, I, I think I think it's one of those things where she's going to get in, she's going to go, she's going to make have the speech of the night, and she's going to tear the house down. Yeah, just when she leaves the auto tune at home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, do, uh, do, do, you, believe, do you believe in uh, acceptance speeches after saying you don't want to come? <laughs> I believe in acceptance speeches after saying I don't want to come. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> yeah, this works well, and I realized the way it ended wasn't the main way I meant it to. So let's just strike strike the last fifteen seconds from our lives and continue. Not, on. not like I haven't said that though, that line to a woman before. Anyway, um... <laughs> well, by the way, so I had Diana Ross technically in this spot, so okay. I did not have shit. I had Diana Ross, so yeah, not not that should not surprise you in any way, shape. Or I would have picked Cher because that just seems like the exact thing that the Rock Hall would do. After yeah. she's so it's easy for me to say this in revisionist because I didn't actually do this process, but I know that I know I would have picked them for that picked her for that reason. Uh, the next yeah. one you might have to uh, carry this one because I'm not uh, necessarily a fan or even get them. But the Dave Matthews Band, I know that I'm, I might be insulting some people here. The jam band scene has never been my thing. It's not that I don't mm -hmm. respect Dave. Ma Dave, I do. Uh, saying that, I don't know that I would have nominated him i don't know how i don't know how he fares in this ballot i i and this is my blind dave spot matthews, i'll admit it dave I, matthews band is going to sail in this time think so okay yeah so dave is one of the rock hall buddies uh he was part of the group that um got will was jammed with willie nelson or did willie nelson last year he's been there a bunch of times he's the cheryl crow of this ballot if that makes sense yeah it makes a lot so of cheryl sense Crow's the thing long game yeah, it's friend of the Rock Hall. Um, I don't think there's any issue with. I, I I don't think Dave may not be a lot of people's favorites. I to be honest, I've been to three Dave Matthews concerts in my life, mostly when I was I think last when I was a freshman in college or sophomore in college. Um, I was at his um, I was at his concert at uh, Gillette Stadium, which was his first ever major stadium concert. Oh, wow. Um, so he was like shocked. He's like, can't believe this many people came here to see me. The opening act for them was uh, was uh, the Ben Folds Five. Um, <laughs> so um, I I mean I like Dave. I some they did make a point on the Who Cares About Brock Hall podcast that you don't hear many of his songs that much anymore. Um. So. And, and it's funny because they said that, and I feel—I swear, since this happened, I've heard more Dave Matthews songs and more like. I mean, every once in a while, you'll hear "Crash" or you'll hear um, "Under the Table and Grieving" or "Ants Marching." I heard "Trippin' Billies" the other day on uh, the radio station out here, which has been a long time since I've seen that. Um, I think that Dave's going to get in. Dave and the band is going to get in easily. Uh, they, <laughs> it's funny because he'll be the second native-born African to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the other being Freddie Mercury. Uh, and so we'll have two native-born Africans and both of them will be, let's just call them pigmentally challenged um, to get into the Rock Hall. Uh, I'm still so, holding but, up Fela Kuti. You wait. We're uh, I don't, there's a possibility, Fela, and we have another actually native-born African on this, not on this ballot. Mm -hmm. Um but I, Fela Kuti, I think, has got a decent shot of being one of the musical excellence side categories. There's a few of them, 
Um, but yeah, I had Dave on here, particularly with the way he performed at the hall last year and how everybody was raving about it. He's been nominated before. It just seemed like when I'm sorry, last time he was nominated was do do do. I can't remember when it was. Um, this is only his second nomination. It seemed like it was a time for him to come back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I had Dave on the list, and I think he's going to get in. Okay. Well, uh, sort of segueing from what you talked about musical excellence, I think this is what you were referring to, that they would they might sort of enter this way. Eric B. and Rakeem, uh, yeah. second nomination, first in 10 years. Uh, this would have been also what I would have predicted only because it was leaked. By somebody who knew them. Oh yeah, no, I I did my stuff before this. We all knew Eric B. Rakeem. This is the only name that got out somehow. Yeah. Because the Eric B. Rakeem <laughs> fan base is, is rabid, rabid about them. So. But still, I mean, they have to learn it from somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Someone's pro someone's probably like, you gotta tell me, you gotta tell me. It's like fine, Eric B. and Rakeem, <laughs> go away. <laughs> but um, on, it's interesting because on a ballot with so many new people. So that was Dave Matthews Band. He was nominated in 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is their second time. Eric B. Rakeem's another one that this, this is their second time. Um, so of the people coming back, the interesting thing, though, is their, their problem with getting in is, can you name me your favorite Eric B. Rakeem song? Made in Full. Oh, wow. Uh, let's, let's see. Can, do you think any of the members of The Who can name their favorite Eric B. Rakeem song? Uh, no. Well, there's only two. So, what? There's only two of them. I only two of them. Fine. Yeah. But the, the moral of the story is the old school rockheads are just not going to understand this. But it makes sense, particularly after they put DJ Cool Herc in last year, uh, with kind of going back to the roots of uh, yeah. rap and, and hip hop and everything. To go back to Eric Van Rakeen, at some point, honestly, if they nominated the Sugar Hill Gang, and I know the Sugar Hill Gang is basically a one-hit wonder, mm -hmm. but it's a song that's super-duper important to the development of music in this country. Um, I feel like the Sugar Hill Gang would have an easier job of getting in through the front door than Eric B. and Rakeem would. Am mm -hmm. I shocked to see them here? No. Did I nominate, did I have them on my nomination list? No, because that's been, like you said, 10 years, right? Um, but I just I don't I don't see I don't see how this how they're getting in on, on this ballot. So it's actually been uh, twelve years. I'm sorry they're they're nominated back in 2012. Oh, I thought it was 2014. So, okay, my my you know, yeah, So they were nominated 2012 with uh, up against other hip hop artists, the Beastie Boys that year. So mm -hmm. well, this one might have the most interesting backstory. Uh, Foreigner, and yeah. if you're in a real who I did not who I did not choose by the way. No, I, I wouldn't have guessed that you that you would have. Uh, but if you're a very successful arena rock band with the hits, once you're on here, it's a very good sign for you to get through, especially considering there's nobody else like them that fits their category. Uh, so if there's a lot of the old, like you said, the old heads, well, you didn't word it like that, who are they going to vote for? Probably their peers. And... The story that Winner always said for forever was that I don't block anybody. I'm not blocking Foreigner. I'm, although he did say he did say that as long as I'm around, Kiss won't get in. I guess he got talked right. out of that one. Uh, Foreigner is here. Uh, the story that Lou Graham tells because apparently, uh, crap, I forgot his name. Oh, Mick Jones. I got that right. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
uh, for whatever reason, I, I, I had like five different names in my head going through. But, so, there are a lot of mix out there. I get it. Yeah. So Mick Jones and uh, Jan were good friends for a long, long time. And the way Lou Graham had told in the story, which was again rebuffed by Wenner, we'll give him the credit of that, although I don't believe him. Although I do think he's a racist. I do think he's a sexist. But that's neither here nor there. Got it. Yeah. The story that he told is that Jones uh, went into his office and pretty much asked that question and it erupted into a yelling match. And with Wenner saying, you will never get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ever. And here they, and here we are, months later, with the first time that they have a shot, that with Wenner gone, here they are. If that's not an FU, I don't know what is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we shall see if they get in. Um, they're not one of the five I have marching in here, uh, but they're probably in that six through nine category, if that makes sense. I think they, they've really got a good shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they're, they, they're, they're in that, like I said, they get to seven foreigner is probably in. And mm -hmm. six, it's closer. I just think there's just five at the top with the way this, and no, and again, not the five I would pick, but the five who, based off of politics and name recognition, are going to be walking in. Okay. This one's a very interesting one to me, because I think if we talk about the whole musical excellence category or just other backdoor categories, this screams Perry Farrell. Not necessarily Jane's mm -hmm. Addiction. Uh, Jane's Addiction obviously was a very important, although brief band in the evolution of the late 80s alt, alt scene. His creation of Lollapalooza is felt to this day. If Jane's Addiction fails, and I think they will, because this is sort of the spot that we wanted to see, like the Smashing Pumpkins in, or a lot of those other type bands. I mean, because we talked a lot about Rage Against the Machine. I, Go ahead. I had Soundgarden this spot i would have too and that's probably i probably again I, I didn't put thought but i would have picked that probably uh so we would have been the same there james addiction they have been nominated before and again it's the perry factor but this feels like niall rogers 2.0 or shaka khan no 3.0 because shaka was 2.0 mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that that's what i get james addiction when you just sort of like put them as in a vacuum and I don't know how voters will think. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be tough for them. Always. Yeah, agreed. Um, I don't think Jane's Addiction is getting in. I think this is a very tough ballot for them. Um, I don't know what... Again, the Rock Hall doesn't necessarily go in order on things, but there does sort of seem to be a pecking a lot of times. And if we've gotten Rage Against the Machine in... I don't see how either Soundgarden or Smashing Pumpkins isn't next in this spot, mm -hmm. right? Like Pearl Jam is in, Nirvana is in, we got Rage in. Again, I probably would have put Smashing Pumpkins in terms of the queue ahead of Rage, just the way people react to them. Yeah. Um, you got Soundgarden, you got Smashing Pumpkins, you got, I, it, then you probably have Jane's Addiction, Stone Temple Pilots, um, things I like that. So right, Sonic Youth is actually ahead. Um, uh, who's the other one? Social Distortion. You make an argument for them being ahead, um, but 
my point is they're like they seem like the next step down to me for the spot they're in. I feel like there's I feel like Sonic Youth, Soundgarden, or although maybe Soundgarden did really badly last year in their second attempt, I don't know, or Smashing Pumpkins ends up with a more likely a better chance of getting in than James Addiction. Well, I would imagine I could be wrong here. I think this is the one you're most excited about. And something that you just mentioned. Yeah. And I and I and I did pick the, the you did? okay. Well, it's it's cool in the gang. After 29 years, here they are for yeah. the first time. And this is also not gonna help, even though the genre is not the same, but it's not it's and it shouldn't hurt them, but I think it will hurt Tribe and Eric B. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're not even the same genre, but it's hundred percent gonna hurt them. Yeah. I think cool in the gang is a six artist on this list in terms of likelihood of getting in um i really hope they're in as you said before all the gang has passed the original gang is all these are just just cool left it's just cool left um and when we got the spinners in last year and henry uh farnworth just or fanworth just passed away uh last week so at least he got to live to see them in I mean, Cool's not that old, but I mean, he he was a rock star or he's a music music star in the seventies. It wasn't yeah. like he was living a squeaky clean life. Um, so I I want to see them in. There's they're they're a band who literally, if you don't know who they are, you know multiple of their songs. In terms of the songbook, and Celebration is played at every wedding, every sporting event every everything um so i really hope that cool and the gang gets in um they are massively massively overdue um for induction and um yeah like i said i still think they're six based off of this just based off of the way that people play favorites and other names but i'm hopeful that they get to seven like they did last year and cool the gang finds their way through yeah i'm totally with you on that i would that would be on my ballot if I had one, and I never will, and that's okay. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. I didn't see this one coming. I don't have a problem with it. I just didn't see it coming. Yeah, I, I didn't either, but I think he's in. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there are... Uh, I, I posted this online when I was actually responding to, again, the, the same folks at the Over Who Cares About the Rock Hall. Um they are so anti Lenny Kravitz. They think he all his songs are derivative. Like he's not that talented. All those other things. Here's the thing about Lenny Kravitz. This is the rock hall, and he is the definition of a rock star. Mm-hmm. And I will give you that maybe Jimi Hendrix is a rock star. I think I'm more of a blues psychedelia guy as opposed to a straight rock star. Mm-hmm. There are not any African American rock stars directly in this Hall of Fame. Well, other than Jimmy. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah. saying, other than Jimmy, who really is more in the line of psychedelia and other things, he's not straight rock like uh, like Money Kravitz is, but he's an easy, easy, easy person to vote for. He's played the game with the Hall before. I just don't think it's, I think that, I think that people are like, well, rock, check the box. Not a white dude, check the box. I know him. He seems like a rock star. He's going to get in. 
There you go. I didn't have him on my list, but I I think that uh, I think that we'll see him walk through that door. This one's fascinating to me. Uh, so Mariah Carey, if Whitney's in, Mariah should be in. Yeah. Uh, if we if she's what the third she's the third best selling artist of all time or something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah, number three all yeah. time. If they just go by commercial success, which they don't, but if they do, this is a lock. Also, too, she was a better writer than Whit than Whitney. Whitney didn't write much of her material. Mariah wrote, wrote, writes a whole lot of it. Mariah actually probably might be the better singer, which is crazy to say. That's a close one. That well, that's a, that's I, a matter of personal preference, I'd say. Yeah. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. And if you want to tell me I'm wrong, I I really go like, okay, fine. It's it's not yeah, a I'm, I'm not really going to argue with you. So right, uh, it is her first nomination, eligible since 2016. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is the best ballot for, her, but I know this really hurts a lot of other people. Yeah, I I think she's in too. Yeah, because um, as we're going to get to a couple other women down, uh, they got no shot against her, and they're not going to just go five women. They're not doing it. No. Yeah, I, I thought that, uh, I think of all the female solo artists she has, well, I mean, Cher has the best shot. Um, and maybe Cher hurts Mariah Carey. Um, but yeah, she is one of, she's another one of the five. So sorry if I've gotten four, Cher, Dave Matthews Band, Lenny Kravitz, Mariah Carey um, are four of the five, I think, have a pretty good shot mm -hmm. of getting in right away. So, although, well, I guess, you know, I, I, I'm backing off that because I look at the names one more. There's one more further down. I'll put her in the six, seven category. Uh, there's one other person who's played the game ridiculously well over the years. And would that, would that be Mary J. Blige? It is not. It is not. Okay. Because she, she does sort of no, like. I think, I, think Mar I think Mariah Carey hurts Mary J. Blige quite a bit. And I did, nom I did uh, pick Mary J. Blige for this ballot. A two-time nominee now. Uh Again, it's it's super hard for her on on this one. I, I don't yeah. see it. Um, no, I don't see it. Yeah, uh, this one's. Like, I guess in terms of who I think is the most deserving, this is my number one. Will it happen? I don't know if it does. Will they show up? No, not together anyway. Well, if, if they show up, uh, Liam will be playing, and uh, and uh, I can name his brother right now. Uh, um, no, no, no will be the audience heckling him. Huh. So this is what happened last time that Liam performed as Oasis. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, Oasis definitely belongs here. Uh, I thought they, I thought they should have been first ballot personally. Uh, I, I'm probably in a vast minority on that because apparently in the first batch of fan uh, votes, they're dead last. Yeah, I don't think they're getting in. But I, I, their overall imp like impact on music, uh, the whole Britpop scene, I know it's an American-based rock all, but it never says that. Uh, the critics did love them. If you want drama, there you go. You're, this, is, this is perfect. As much as yeah. I want them in, <sighs> this is going to sound crazy. Their spot's going to Lady Kravitz. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound crazy at all. It, it does not sound crazy at all, you know, especially if you've got a group that you know isn't going to be there. 
Uh, yeah. I have them a shade. How, 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 how funny would it be if all the other members of Oasis showed up except the Gallagher brothers? That would be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. It'd be right up there than when Van Halen got in and it was Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony sort of accepted. Well, well, going back to Foreigner, the funny thing is all the people they listed who would get inducted with Foreigner, no one who's actually touring as Foreigner currently is in that group of people. I well. Damn, they're, they're, apparently they're coming to the arena here. So good thing I didn't buy those tickets, huh? Yeah, well, when they're there, you will be a foreigner. <laughs> no, I mean, they're coming here. I'm still not a foreigner yet. I know. Well, okay, never mind. Keep, keep going. So right. a Mary J. Blige and Oasis, I, we both think, that's Mary J. Blige's second nomination, by the way. Yes. Uh, she was nominated back in back in 2021. It seemed like the right time to bring her back, particularly after Missy Elliott got in last year. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Mary's, I thought Mary had a really good shot back in 2021. Um, I, I think she's got less of a shot now in 2024. Yeah. Here, if, they, if they're thinking about what a rock star is, you, Ozzy's got to be your number one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, Oz, Ozzy's getting in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the one where so, I what I was gonna say. Apparently, well, you finish your thing first, and I'll give you the information I heard after. So go ahead. Okay, no, I was just gonna say, like, in in terms, of, I didn't check who's leading the fan vote, but Ozzy's got to be up there. Yeah, and again, just on name recognition for people who don't have to think about it, like you don't have to think about Cher, and you don't have to think about Ozzy Osbourne. Right. You check them off, and then you figure out what happens after that. Yeah. Right. Um, so apparently, um, uh, Sharon called the nominee, someone on the nominee committee and said that he, so Ozzy's had a lot of concerts that have been canceled lately due to health issues. Mm. And apparently he's doing worse than you would think. And Sharon apparently called a few folks in the nominee committee saying, if you're going to nominate him for his solo stuff, this is the year to do it because I'm not sure he's going to be around that much longer and he'd be able to do something this year as opposed to two years from now so apparently that was part of the the um impetus behind it ha happening this year i think ozzy's gonna fly into the rock you know just to make parallels of our conversation last week with paul lawrence uh it's steve mongo mcmichael with a better resume yeah and I by the way mongo mongo is admitted to the hospital today but pneumonia i saw that yeah which cannot be pneumonia. I can't even imagine having pneumonia with ALS where your body can't move. It's got to feel like you're drowning. It just has to feel like you're drowning the whole Did time. Did he not have this before and beat it? I don't know, but like. I think so, but yeah. Uh, that uh, just seems like, a, that seems like a circle of hell to me. Not uh, being able to breathe fully and having stuff in your lungs. Oh, uh, God, that's. Yeah, I know I'm not religious, but uh, prayers for Mongo right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so the next two are ones, actually the next three, really, I never would have thought. Well, actually one, I probably, because it's, it's the rock all Peter Frampton. I, so when that came out and I sort of came up with my theory, I figured he must've, uh, Jan Winter must've really hated Peter Frampton. Well, Peter Frampton has performed a bunch of times and was up with Cheryl Crow last year doing every year, every day is a winding road. So Cheryl Crow, him and uh, Stevie Nicks. Mm -hmm were up there performing at the Rock Hall. Uh, again, this is the guy who's played the game. 
if that makes sense. Well, yeah, he's got to play it harder than anyone else because let's be blunt. I, I like Peter, but he's but it's all my likes for him, and I think I'm not alone in this. Is off one really good live album in the late in the late seventies. Well, he he's got a much thinner resume than a lot of folks, but I mean, in the name of darling love, that has not stopped Pitman from putting in their, their favorites before. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay, so who what's whose spot is he going to take? Is he going to be on like? No, I, he's the one who I moved up instead of let my, my, Mariah Carey. Hmm. Okay. I to me it's Cher to me it's Cher and Ozzy then the next two are Dave Matthews Band Lenny Kravitz then Frampton then Cool McGang uh, Mariah Carey uh, and probably Foreigner and the last two people we're going to talk about I don't think I've right, well, how many beers am I down? I've lost track it's been a while Four? I think I'm either down three or two I know I've been making a comeback. I'm making three, now. and it's probably three. Okay, Maybe so let's say three. Months. All right, because you know uh, it looks like uh, you you got a chance to uh, come collect there uh, this August. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, let's, let's wait till we do the last ones. We can make a bet as to who we think. Oh uh, well, no, we'll make now. the bet next week. I, I'm gonna I want to think about okay, that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so, so what, next one. Next one is she has no shot in hell, but she's one of my favorite singers of all time. It's Charday. Uh yeah. If you were born between 1981 and 1985, there's about a one in four shot that your parents were listening to Charday at the time you were conceived. <laughs> Just you guys. Um, this is the other native-born African on the list, along with Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews is a much better shot at getting in. I'm shocked to see her here. It's cool that she's here. She's got a much thicker... She's got a much thicker um, catalog than Peter Frampton does, for example. Absolutely. Uh, but but I don't know if how much that is. She's not just smooth operator, which is a song everybody thinks of. But like, she's got an uphill battle. This seems like this one and the next one, uh, who's Sinead O'Connor, both kind of seem like we're putting these on to get them in your mind. Uh, but. Uh, it's I don't I don't see them getting it. By the way, Sinead O'Connor or Sinead or Chardet took the spot of who I was convinced was getting. I, I'd say Sinead O'Connor took mm -hmm. the spot of Tracy Chapman, okay. who I thought was going to be this yeah, year's. I I, I it, this was her year. She was this year's Kate Bush. Yeah, only American checks the other boxes that you're trying to say that hey no we're not homophobic we're not well they never said there was never a real criticism of that we're, we're not sexist we're not racist boom here's somebody who is bigger than ever for the first well not bigger than ever but she's bigger than she has been in 20 years just killed at the Grammys. this yeah. was it yeah and they they went Sinead O'Connor instead uh who passed away this past year and, Tra um, and Tracy's got a way better resume than Sinead O'Connor does. Yes. I like, mean, Sinead O'Connor's biggest hit was written by Prince. So Right. Um, and you know how you know it was written by Prince? There's a two in the title. <laughs> and in the words of uh, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, you should never use uh, numbers as words, uh, numbers as letters, unless you're seven or your name is Prince. So... Well, that's um, awesome. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's from it's from the song Word Crimes. I butchered it. 
which okay. was the, his parody of Finn Line or uh, Finn Lines by uh, uh, what's his name from Canada? Um, oh, uh, uh, our, from Blurred Lines. I'm sorry, Blurred Lines. Oh, uh, uh, of Alan Thicke's idiot kid. Yeah, that one, Robin, Robin Thicke. Um, but yeah, this is Tracy Chapman's spot with Sinead O'Connor. I don't think Chardet has anything to do with that. Um, Tracy Chapman's spot was taken by Sinead. Is what that happened. So again, I had. Why do it now? Like the year I, after, because she passed away. I guess I don't. I don't know. Um, I really wish that if we're going to do that, they would have put the cranberries up at some point. But we'll, it'll be a cold day in hell before that happens. Um, I don't but, over the cranberries. I'm sorry. I have Sinead over the cranberries, not by much. Oh, I disagree. No. Either I way, know. neither are getting in. So we'll just yeah, have to listen. To, we're just gonna have to like uh, when we when we meet up in August, so we're just gonna have to listen to some of you too. So there you go. That, that's true. So the five who I correct correctly predicted yeah. were Tribe Called Quest, Dave Matthews Band, Cool and the Gang, Mary J. Blige, and Oasis. Um, the ones the ones who I nominated or in my own thing, but did not have. Um, so from the last out from the last group, I had five of those. So Iron Maiden, the White Stripes. How are the White Stripes not here? Just by the way, well, like I thought they were just walked in last year and they didn't. I'm like, well, they'll just be back this year. Like, what happened to Radiohead? Well, they love they and, love they like Jack White, but then they'd have to have Meg White do this. Yeah. I don't think it matters. It's just like, it's hard for me to hard for me to come up with an argument of keeping the White Stripes out. They hit every single box that they love. I mean, who do you, who do you think is a better drummer, Meg White or uh, Def Leppard? Guy's missing arm. You love that one. Um, <laughs> it's a new new twist on it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so so Soundgarden, um, Joy Division, New Order. I expect to be back. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I had uh, Tracy no, Chapman. There's no uh, new wave uh, or '80s alt alt group here, is there? No. So we'll, we'll we'll get there in a second. So I had Tracy Chapman. I had uh, I already brought up Outkast and Diana Ross. The yep. other three I didn't have here, who I thought would be here. I thought Beck would be back mm -hmm. after a year off. There's no Beck here. Uh, and then I had two '80s. New Wave bands. I had Devo because I love Devo. Figured Devo would be back. And I had the Smiths because we've gotten in. Um, we've gotten into Pesh Mode and we've gotten in. Uh, uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah. Duran Duran? Well, not Duran Duran. There's the three of them. They're going around in circles. Why can't I think of the other one's name? The Cure. We've gotten in the Cure. We've gotten to Pesh Mode. The Smiths was a third of those that hasn't gotten in yet. I figured they'd be back. Duran Duran got in a couple of years ago now. Um, and But we don't have anyone kind of in that lane at all this time. And remember when we did this last year, I thought that um, I thought that George Michael getting in was going to be really, really good for Billy Idol. I didn't predict, predict Billy Idol. Mm -hmm. He was one of the last people I cut. Um, he actually, my other last person I cut was uh, Dion Warwick coming back. Uh, because I just thought there were already going to be too many. I had Diana Ross and Mary J. Blige and Tracy Chapman. So I thought that was too many female African-American artists. So I cut uh, Dionne Warwick as well. Um, it would have been a good year for her, for Dion too, because, you know, with the, what was it? Doja Cat, I believe, 
sampling. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised at how few people. I mean, the only band from last year who's back is a tribe called Quest. Yeah. So I didn't think Cindy Lauper would get another bite right away. I thought she'd have to wait and come back. But Iron Maiden, Joy Division, New Order, Cindy Lauper, Soundgarden, White Stripes, and Warren Zevon, uh, who is someone else I thought about coming back. None of them made it. I thought Phil Collins might be here. He's another person I had close. Yeah. Um, he apparently has made a recovery. He looked awful oh. to your, he looked like he was dying and he was out on stage. He stopped playing and everything. I saw a picture of him the other day and he looked 10 years younger than he did two years ago. Well, it's good. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, talk about a resume that's hard to beat. If you're talking popular music over, he had a, what he had a number, he had a top 40 hit for like 14 consecutive years at one point. Uh, which seems like a lot to, you know, Elton John had one for something like 31 consecutive years, some crazy number like that at one point. Um, but like, there are some other people that, it, some of these names are surprising. I didn't think I'd see Mariah Carey yet. I didn't think Foreigner was a person. They, if they're going to pull him back, I mean, from the 70s into 80s group, you got Foreigner, you got Boston, you got Bad Company, and they still, they love Jake Isles band. Um, Not lately. And that's pretty, no, not lately, but I mean, the Jig Owls band's been nominated how many times? But now, was we're looking at this, this is so All much right. different. So I, I, got, I had three takeaways. Well, the, the first one, obviously, with Winter not being there, we're seeing, I wonder how many of these are artists that they really wanted to put forth, and they thought, well, if I, put, if I push too hard, I'm kicked off this committee. Because, mm -hmm. again, you and I, and I think everyone else, does not believe that winner said, oh, I had nothing to do with who gets nominated. Bullshit. We know what you did with the whole uh, Dave, Ma not Dave Matthews, Dave Clark Five and uh, Grandmaster Flash. And for those wondering what we're talking about, uh, when they, Dave, Ma Dave, why do I keep doing that? Dave Clark beat uh, Grandmaster Flash in the voting. And I, I get his point. This is why maybe I think maybe he's not that, he's not racist. Although the sexism, I've been reading all about that is like through the roof. He flipped it because he thought it was more important that the Rock Hall put in a, in a rap band. And I think mm -hmm. if we were to look at 100 people who actually pay attention to this, 99 out of 100 would have agreed that Grandmaster belongs more than the Dave Clark Five, but that was your process, that was your democracy, and you fucked it over, and somebody died before they got in. Because yeah. they got in the next year. So don't say that you have no influence when you clearly do, mm -hmm. you know, you're clearly running how all of this is. This is, I think, as much as I want to say it's, it's the FU ballot. It's also the, the chance to get some people there that they wanted, they, they really wanted to try. And I think also too, they also wanted to show like, we are not, you're, we are not yawns. Mm -hmm what they do from here now we we every pattern that we knew forget it it's done yeah agreed yeah, yeah. this is completely pattern compared to yeah. what they've done before so we have to use this as almost like a brand new starting point for rock and roll hall of fame patterns that's not a bad thing i don't even know that it's completely a good thing either because if you are before 1970 you're screwed punk's not represented either and i'm huge on mc5 mm -hmm. i know yeah, i'm not alone mc5 is another one it just seems like it has a chance to get in through the bat. One of these side yeah. categories. Yeah. I mean, the problem is there's like 15 of them. 
You know what I mean? That all seemed right. like they have a shot at getting into the side category. Yeah. I think the fact Eric and Rakim are actually nominated, if they don't get in, they're just going to get the side category treatment this year. Although we don't even know because now how much did Jan have to do with that? That's true. You know, because there's no pattern to any of it. Like, That's true. How we don't even, like, they can't even fi figure out a whole date. And as much as you and I rip on the Basketball Hall of Fame, we can say this concretely. Uh, we're recording this uh, leading up to the All-Star game. And at the All-Star, or uh, for this Friday, we're going to know the finalists. We don't know who's mm -hmm. deciding it, but at least we know who the finalists are going to be. We don't even know how many, because there's no pattern to that. But they do that, and then on the final four weekend, that's their announcement. It's perfect. It is near perfect. Mm -hmm. The only one close to it is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They just need to get figure out a, a couple things a little bit more when they decide they're going to announce their uh, finalists. But like, mm -hmm. just make it a little bit more concrete, but it's near perfect. Baseball do, does pretty well. Hockey, eh, I think they should do it during the season. That I think makes sense. I, th I think they're missing out, and maybe they can do something where they tie in with uh, the Frozen Four. Yeah, we'll tie in with either the Frozen Four or just the All-Star game again. Tie in with the All-Star game and have the people come out and drop the pucks for stuff or have them captains of the team. There you go. Uh, that, that's actually a great idea. I mean, th there is no reason why they couldn't do that, uh, do that in that little lull period before the playoffs start. Or if they want to sort of like, again, do like incorporate college hockey, the Frozen Four is a bigger deal than it ever, you know, it becomes a bigger deal every year. There's a yeah. way to do this better than what they're doing. Uh, the Rock Hall has been and always will be a mess. They... That has not the rock, changed. The Rock Hall just seems like it probably is just run by stoners. Like, you're like, oh, man, we're supposed to make an announcement. And I don't mean like, like modern stoners. I mean like the stoners from, you know, up in smoke. <laughs> like, they just uh, – or – or uh, or close to even, Sorry. I, uh, oh, no. Or uh, PCU or like any of those um, half-baked. Like any of those type of – movie stoners like that's who it seems like runs this from time to time mm -hmm. like oh man we gotta make an announcement let's just do it thursday and like oh wait something's on thursday we never said that we're gonna do it saturday yeah i want to get up on saturday though we don't need to make an announcement we'll just like send something now <laughs> like that just it just there's no consistency whatsoever now granted we just mentioned some sports that have set seasons and i know rock doesn't well, okay, so there's got – I don't know if you do want to do it through Coachella or anything like that, but pick no, a date, something, something. Lollapalooza? But what if Lollapalooza doesn't stick around? Or what if Coachella doesn't stick around? What, yeah, here's what would have happened with the Rock Hall. They would have got – you know what? That's a great idea. Let's – okay, uh, let's do this with the Fire Festival. <laughs> The thing is, though, the Fire Festival is slightly better run. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's not that's not fair. That, that, no, that's um, how. I'm kidding. You did a great building. Like, that building's awesome. No, they, have, they have a fantastic building. I've been there multiple times. I love yeah. the Rock I have a feeling we'll we will again. I will. Um, I'll be there. But like, yeah, it, it's I'm I. There's nobody on this list. I'm like. There's absolutely no reason for them ever to be in. It's just like, remember when they came up with the uh, JBs that one year? Uh, and I was, I was like, I have a list of 2,800 bands, and they weren't on the list. Um, 
so I, there's no one here who doesn't belong. There, there, there's some I think have a better chance of getting in than others. Yeah, are those the people I think are the most important ones to get in? No. Eric B and Rakeem are much more influential in music than Dave Matthews Band is. They just are. Mm -hmm. And but Dave Matthews Band is much more shot at getting in than Eric B and Rakeem do. At least through the front door. No, 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 absolutely. Can you imagine though? Actually, you know what? I do know this. I said earlier, like, why didn't they do this when Sinead was alive? Oh, that 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 speech would have been something. Mm -hmm. Bite the real enemy, and it's John Winner. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So, anyway. All right. Uh, so, just we'll do a quick intermission. Okay, back from intermission. Did you get your popcorn, kids? No, I don't know. Ah, okay. I, I, got, so, I got another. I got another indeterminate beverage in a muppet glass, so they can't get mad at me on Twitch for what I'm drinking. Have they ever gotten mad at you at Twitch before? I think Twitch has some terms of service, or maybe they don't. Or are we even on Twitch? I don't know. We're only on Twitch. <laughs> we've been on Twitch a couple times whenever we've gone live, and the last time we didn't really bother because we're oh, old, we just didn't give a shit. Well, then I don't care about Twitch's terms of service. So continue. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, so we're just going to close off today with uh, those who we've lost. Uh, sometimes uh, Evan and I will do a good, the bad, and the ugly, or Evan's good, bad, and ugly in my elevator up, elevator down. Uh, I guess maybe a quick elevator up, elevator down, just to tie in with what we just talked about. Absolutely. If you're, if you're a punk band, it's not good for you in the rock and roll hall. If you are, if you, your peak was before 1970, you're an elevator down. Mm -hmm. If you are somebody who pissed off Jan Winter, you're an elevator up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should go look, go look for who all those people are. Apparently, they uh, we have got to figure out the people who aren't that articulate. Apparently. Um, so, yeah, I know I didn't really read that all in that depth before because I doesn't it sort of like feel I, I know that we sort of like did an intermission here, but I guess just one final thing. It just feels like this is like when sometimes some people get sacked for something. It's like well, that doesn't seem that bad, but then we don't know all the bullshit behind the scenes. Yeah, everything else. Oh. You know, the articulate also seems like when white people are surprised that black people have good vocabulary. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. Very I, much, oh God. That's very much the, the vibe it gives off. So anyway. Um, but yeah, so that, that was a good elevator down. One, I guess one more. Let's do it now. Elevator up, clearly. Uh Caitlin Clark. Well, Caitlin um, Clark for like virtually everything. Uh so yeah, just say see what she just did today as we're recording. So today she broke the all-time scoring record in the history of women's basketball in NCAA. And the shot she took, we both happened to see it before it came on air, uh, was from the logo, but not the logo. So the logo, but like five feet to the left uh, of the of mid the Hawkeyes. At, of the Hawkeyes. Yeah, it was uh, thirty-five foot shot, forty foot shot, somewhere in there, uh, and she drained it for three points that gave her the all-time scoring record. When you break the all-time scoring record in any sport at this point. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and she's still got a long way to push that out because Iowa's probably going to be playing deep into the NCAA tournament. Does that count close to towards uh, accumulating points? Uh, yeah. I, I believe it does. It should. Okay. Uh, the I'll this, uh, they count as well. So. I'm just going to plug something that's also going to come out soon. 
uh, I, I did that interview that I, I told you, but she's also our new, our new committee member. So uh, Maya Monroe, the daughter of Earl the Pearl. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, oh, when, yeah. So when I closed off that interview, one of the things that I asked her about, because like I was more focusing on her philanthropy because I just like, I was like in awe of all, all the great things that she does uh, to try and help people. Uh, made me feel like half a person, I got to tell you, not just because she's much taller than me. But uh, I, I sort of closed off with this, with this question. I mean, like, because she played Georgia Tech and obviously she's still following the game religiously. But what do, what do Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese do? Here they are, obviously, 1A, 1B in terms of women's basketball, which is mm -hmm. crazy considering they're college players. Mm -hmm. When they transition to the WNBA, I'm scared for them in terms of their popularity and, and, and overall impact. Okay, why? Well, because we've seen this before. So we've talked about, okay, Diane Trossi, for example. Diane mm -hmm. Trossi did not become a bigger player leaving college than she did in the, in the pros. That's true. That's true. I mean, none of them were. Right. So how do those two progress and then carry that league to another level? Because again, if you've got a lot of people who are just saying well, they don't, they can't dunk. Okay, yeah, I know. So what? Mm -hmm. Let's forget that. What can they do? Well, mm -hmm. they can drain from a damn logo. That's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, you know, and and that's yeah. sort of the, the thing that worries me for the two of them because I've seen this play out before. I've seen this play out since the days of Rebecca Lobo. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe uh, Caitlin Clark's in the NCAA or in the uh, three point contest with Steph Curry next year. Well, they do, don't they do sort of like things like that with that? But man, I don't know that that's just like like one thing. So that's just sort of like a foreshadow of one of my new favorite interviews that I've done. Uh, a lot of other interviews. I'm just a little plug here now, if I can, since we're here. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Vinny Lospinuso, our good friend, has set up a lot of great interviews. So check those out. Uh, here in the Buckner-verse, uh, not just with Maya, but with a lot of other people who have written some great books uh, that I'm really excited about. Uh, the one that was, that I just did, that will come out shortly, uh, hopefully, is about uh, Charles Fallis, uh, the first, uh, first African-American player who ever received money to play uh, football. And so I got yeah. to talk to uh, the two writers, uh, one who was his grandnephew, and just, it was, it was just a lot of fun conversations looking at sports way beyond the television era and it's been a lot of fun mm -hmm. doing that and thank you to Vinny for all that and thank you for all the work hard work that he does it's uh much appreciated and uh much love yeah absolutely yeah. all right uh with that should i go into uh the folks we lost this week yeah yeah we've lost a few so let's uh let's get into it all right uh we'll start with the uh the beige mistress has struck again. Ah, uh, what she uh, did. Magdolna Komka, the Hungarian high jump jumper uh, from the uh, nineteen sixty-eight and seventy-two Summer Olympics, uh, passed away at the age of seventy-four. You may say it's old age. I say it's clearly a very secretive serial killer that only you and I know about. So, 
and everyone else who's sort of like watching us oh shit you know like uh do you think that we could be in danger because we've exposed her am i hungarian yeah, but we're exposing that, and then maybe the Hungarian. I don't, I don't, I don't think it matters. Her her hatred of Hungarians runs deeper. Honestly, she needs. Oh, a see, I didn't even think realize that maybe she's not even Hungarian. Mm. Beige mistress. Yeah, very much could be could be uh, Transylvanian, so sort of a Hungarian, sort of Romanian. So after she kills them, she drains their blood. Mm. Like the wet bandits, everyone's got to have a calling card, right? So the three people who got both of those references, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, all right. Uh, the biggest name in international sports who passed away this week, a really big name. I sent this to you directly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Calvin, Calvin Kipton died. Uh, and if that name doesn't mean anything to you, the odds are pretty good. good. Um, all right, let me back up. So before Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, everybody thought it was impossible. Uh, right now, that impossible number is a two-minute, or two-hour, excuse me, marathon, which seems absolutely insane to me, to do a two-hour marathon. Kelman Kipton seemed like the first person who had a shot at the that two-minute marathon. He actually broke the world record in here in Chicago, at the Chicago Marathon, just last year. Um, he was at two hours and 35 seconds. Mm. He broke the previous world record by 34 seconds in that marathon. And it was just confirmed last week because marathons are dumb as to how they determine what is a marathon and what is not. The oldest active marathon in the world is the Boston Marathon and the International Marathon. People don't count it because you start up and come down to sea level. Oh. So you have to be Start exactly and end at exactly the same point. Uh, but yeah, he, he, I mean, two hours and 35 minutes is insane uh, for a marathon. And it looked like he was going to have a very good shot at breaking it, the two hour, oh, sorry, two hours and 35 seconds, two hour, 35 second pace. But he died in a one car accident in Kenya. His coach also died. And there was a third person in the back of the car who's, as far as I know, is still in critical condition went off the road and hit a tree um, in, I, in Kenya. I think we should also sort of like point out just like how big that would be like in Kenya. I, I, I was, when he sent that off to me, cause I, I would have missed that completely. And thank you for sending that off. Uh, Kenya's Olympic medals are now, I, I forgot what it is. I had it written down, but we're roughly like 80 to 85% middle distance or, yes. or, or, or like a, extended distance uh, racing so like uh, kenya is how do i put it if, if you were it'd be a pretty easy bet if you said okay there's major marathon who's gonna win uh the kenyan and that's been probably accurate for maybe 30 40 years it is he must have been, like I, from what i read he was like sort of like their main sporting god at that point in time so mm -hmm. for, for this to sort of happen and for him to be sort of that close to break something that I, I don't even know what a, a team equivalent would be. No, I, I mean, that's why I came up, that's why I came up with Roger Bannister in the Foreman mile. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the first person to summon Everest, you know, and, and that, that's what we're talking 
in yeah. terms of sporting like uh probably the first person to cross like a high jump of like seven feet or eight feet or i don't even know what the record is you know what i mean uh carl lewis of the long jump was the first person to go over what's it 28 feet like just you're hitting these are numbers that seem impossible for anyone to get right. to but but uh, when you talk about two hours though that's something you can wrap your head around okay so somebody go, went from 27 feet to 27 and a half you know yeah. it doesn't mean or, you know, or, or moves, the, right? the next person to hit 400 in baseball there you go there you go put it in terms that we get right because even like baseball despite the fact it went out of its way to try and destroy how numbers are important to it the numbers still mean something the next person to hit 400 in baseball which hasn't really been approached in decades at this point yeah the tony win in the 94 season yeah 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 yeah, and then Larry Walker, or not Larry Walker, Todd Helton had a season where he was close for a while and fell off. Um, we haven't really had anyone over 350 in a long time. Um, that's essentially where we are on this. And his coach, by the way, Jervis uh, Hasikamana, uh, was one of the greatest track athletes from Rwanda um, mm. and um, had to retire back in 2015. He was only 36. He actually was going to train in Kenya when COVID hit. Uh, and he couldn't go back to France where he was living. So he was stuck in Kenya. And while there, saw Kiptim, who had run two half marathons in 10 days in competition. He's like, dude, you got some talent and helped helped uh, Kiptim get to where he was. But and again, another one of the great athletes in Rwanda uh, passed away as well in this crash at the age of 36. Yeah. But just like, I don't think it's one of those things that people are going to know. Like Kelvin Kiptim is not a name that means a lot to a lot of people. But Literally a year would have been a household name probably across the world. Especially Maybe if he'd done at the Olympics, which is possible. Yeah, if he'd done the Olympics, uh, he'd done it in London, he'd done it in Chicago, he'd done it in one of the big marathons. Well, I mean, let me like set that record. Yeah, well, if he set the world record in the Olympics, he'd be forever. So, but unfortunately, he passed at only the age of 24, which sucks. <sighs> um... Uh, from the world of coaching, Andy Brandy, who was the women's tennis coach uh, for many years with the Florida Gators, led them to three national titles in 92, 96, and 98. Won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 SEC regular season titles and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine SEC tournament titles, as well as five time SEC coach of the year, national coach of the year. And a few other things. I remember the University of Florida Athletic Hall of Fame uh, passed away at the age of 72. Your last uh, name is Brandy and your parents name you Andy? Yeah, Andy Brandy. Yeah. His son is Chris. Um, and the two of them are the head, co-head coaches at LSU right now on the women's team. Um, but uh, Sorry, I'm but still stuck. He, I'm still stuck on that name. Andy Brandy's a tough name. His B-R-A-N-D-I if that makes a difference, but no. <laughs> uh, another another name that may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but someone who we probably should consider for our USA Hall of Fame at some point um, in a lesser known sport. Akasha Rigby passed away at the age of 54. She is the creator of extreme telemark skiing. Do you know what telemark skis are? 
You know, it's like downhill skiing on cross-country skis, essentially, with the bindings that come up mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, so um, she died in an avalanche in Kosovo um, during her stuff. But basically, Outside Magazine in 98 called her the best uh, telemark skier in the known universe. So she would go down those very steep mountain things you see in telemark skis, which is absolutely crazy uh it's amazing she lived as long as she did with what she was doing mm. but um male or female no one did more for that sport than kasha rigby did uh, okay. she passed at the age of 54 again not a sport we do a lot of but if you're going to have a representative at all in in the usa hall kasha rigby, for her sport kasha rigby well, she, might, she might do better than uh billiards we tried yeah uh, well, we're gonna try, try again. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, hope, we'll we'll see how that all goes. Um, lost a couple of Canadian Hall of Famers here for Canadian Football Hall of Fame, uh, starting with Ken Plone or Plowen, I believe, a uh, member of the Kurt uh, Cult football quarterback at um, uh, where did he go to college? Why don't I have that? Uh, University of Iowa starting quarterback led his team to their first conference title in 35 years back in 1956 and won the 1957 Rose Bowl game. Hmm. Um, it was the 1957 Rose Bowl's most valuable player. CFL All-Star uh, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 60, 57, 59, and 65. Um, member of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame elected back in 1997, elected in 1975. Also a member of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame, the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, and the Iowa Sports Hall of Fame. Um, and what's name were the 20 greatest players in the history of the Blue Bombers back in 2005. He was also drafted in the 19th round by the Cleveland Browns, picked 222 in 1957. Uh, but he passed away at the age of 88. Yeah, it's uh, one thing I feel bad moving from Winnipeg to Seattle. I didn't get to take you to a CFL game. I think you're gonna have a lot of fun here for that. I'll just go. I'll go to Shreveport next time they decide they decide to uh, expand down there. Um, Won't be the same, but yes. <laughs> uh, also passing away, Jerry James, a member of the the uh, Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 1981, uh, played for the Blue Bombers and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, All Star. 55 and 57, um, CFL's most outstanding Canadian mm -hmm. in 54 and 57. I uh, was a running back, also played uh, from 54 to 61 with Toronto Maple Leafs as a, as a right winger. Oh, okay. So I played for both, played both sports there, um, but he passed away at the age of 89. Why am I not aware? Um, I got to look that look that up. Yeah, That's so cool. he was... Uh, Won the Great Cup in 58, 59, 61, 62. Uh, won the Memorial Cup in 55. So. Well, there can't be too many people in that, in that group. No, there cannot be. He might be a, so, a class by himself. Very possible. He played the Maple Leafs in 54, 55, 56, 57, 58. He played with them through 60. So a total of... <laughs> Need the Memorial Cup, right? All that 200 games probably in the NHL. So the Memorial Cup, that's like, that's a really hard thing to win. Uh, that's the junior, uh, the junior championship, a club team in Canada for those wondering. 
it's not just Canada because there's a lot of teams in the United States now mm-hmm. for that. But yeah, there can't be too many. It's not. There, yeah, there can't be. But I mean, clearly one of the, the uh, most talented all-around athletes in Absolutely, Canada, fifties, sixties. Yeah, but he was eighty-nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, from uh, football or from baseball, excuse me. Uh, I lost a couple folks, including um, Jim Hannon, who played with most of the Senators, Tigers, and Brewers from 62 to 71. Probably best known, though, he was originally the found, co-founder and first president of the Major League Baseball Players Alumni Association. Okay. So he was one of the founders of the Alumni Association back in 82, was their first president through 86. Uh, he passed away at the age of 84. Uh, also passing away a little bit better known person uh don gullet passed away uh played with the reds and yankees from 70 to 78 member of the reds hall of fame basically had to retire at 27 due to arm issues but his last four years he won world series with the big red machine in 75 and 76 and then with the yankees in 77 and 78 before he had to retire at 27 so Eight years in the or nine seasons, four championships in a row to end your career. Not too bad. Um, he passed away at the age of 73. He was actually the uh pitching coach for the Reds from 93 to 05. So uh but yeah, he passed away, like I said, uh at the age of 73. Member of the Reds Hall of Fame since 2002. Um, also passing away from tennis, Lenny Simpson founder of One Love Tennis, which is a tennis program for at-risk kids. Um, a member of the International Tennis Hall of Fame, um, who became the first African-American to play world team tennis back in 1973. Um, but his program uh, there had John Macro, Todd Martin, Brian uh, brothers, and a whole bunch of, and the Brian brothers, excuse me, a whole bunch of other folks. Uh, he passed away at the age of 75. Uh, one inventor I want to bring up who passed away at the age of 96, William Post passed away. What did William Post invent? Virginity. No, come on. The Pop-Tart. He invented the Pop-Tart. Ah, cool. he, he passed away at the age of 96. A name like Post, I would have figured he worked for, you know, Post Cereals. He did not. He, uh, he worked with uh, the Heckman Biscuit Company, which would later become Keyboard. Uh, so he was 96 years old. So he's responsible for those elves. And I'm also holding him responsible for our boises, which are our boisterous. Um, also passing away, Eddie Chiba, one of the biggest DJs in New York in the 1970s. Um, credited with inspiring Russell Simmons to uh, pursue his hip-hop career. After uh, Chiba, after Simmons saw Chiba perform in Harlem in '77, um, and then Curtis Blow uh, also took his name from imitating Chiba. Um, oh. Okay. Uh, so, with the, which is the pattern that Chiba used with uh, with the force of power was called the Blow, and the Chiba was the slang for marijuana. But he passed away at the age of 67. I didn't know um, that. Okay. Also passing away, Damo Suzuki, uh, best known as the vocalist for Can, the German oh. group Can, hey. Japanese lead singer. 
Mm -hmm. um, so he, he was actor from 70 to 74 and then 83 to 2024 here. He also played with, um, uh, he also was with, uh, I had this full thing up and it just went away. Um, well, he's, he's, the, he sang vitamin C and spoon with can, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, he passed away at the age of 74. Uh, and then I guess the last person this week uh, is Jimmy Van Eaton, passed away at the age of 86. A drummer, you're best known probably as the drummer on a whole lot of shaking going on for Jerry Lee Lewis back in the day. Also played with Johnny Cash, Charlie Rich, uh, Bill Justice, Charlie Feathers, Roy Orbison, a whole bunch of people like that. But he passed away at the age of 86. So... There you go. I love you know how much I love those side men. Oh my god, and, yeah. Um, the drummer for a whole lot of shaking going on. There aren't that many remain the remaining guys from back in those days. No, so, can't be. Can't be. That's all what I got for this week. All right. Well, I guess uh that sort of brings us to a close here. Uh thank you all for sort of like watching this, listening to this, how however that might be. Uh, a lot more things coming here in the Bucknerverse where as we mentioned early, a lot more interviews coming on. Evan and I have got a lot more work that we're going to be doing with the U.S. All. We're pretty excited about. There's a lot happening in the next three weeks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, basically, it's going to be a lot of duck feet. You're not going to see it, sort of like working on the pond. But uh, mm -hmm. hopefully, it's going to be really impressive when it's all said and done. Yeah, said yeah. So. All right. So with that, uh, check us out next week. Uh, check out all the other shows that we're doing. And uh, God, we're gonna have to get a uh, Evan. You got you have to get you back on another show with Andrea and Brad, where we're doing a bunch of goofy stuff. All right, which one? What you, what's coming up? Uh, hold on, I didn't pick it. So it's whenever I pick it, I always remember it a lot better. <laughs> uh, God, what did Andrea pick? Andrea picked some weird stuff. Dun, 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 dun. We are good doing... podcast right here. <laughs> oh actually you know what? you might like this one uh next tuesday night it's biz marquee must be just a friend just a friend oh that's a good song uh if, if you if you want to do uh standing outside a broken phone booth with money no, i don't radio, radio guys i mean okay <laughs> i do not we'll see. Yeah. that's a good song that andrew made a good choice on that so well, I, I, I think I might sort of punch them because I got next week or the one after. I'm mm -hmm. thinking Midnight at the Oasis. Oh. Midnight at the Oasis. Oh. Have you done Convoy yet? Yes, we have. Okay. Let's go. Yep. Sure. I'm trying to make a song, weird song so it become hits. Oh, God. The whole, the whole 70s were full of them for sure. Tiptoe through the tulips. We just did that a couple few months ago. Oh, did you? I missed that. Good. Clearly, you're not watching the shows that you're not on. I I watch some of the shows I'm not on, but not, not all of them. <laughs> I actually rarely watch the shows I'm on. Uh, at one point when we started this, I used to go back over them and listen to them for, to make sure I didn't say words too often and to check how everything sounded. Um, but I'm too old to care anymore. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's of how well I edit myself. Yeah, well, that's true, too. Yeah, I at one point I remember going through and I counted how many times I said the word fantastic. I believe it was like 67 times in an hour. And I'm like, I got to come up with a new word. So it's only 43, but that's okay. Uh, I can't count higher than 
never mind. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, guys, I think we should wrap up there before Absolutely. we say anything. There we go. So wherever you are, wherever you may be, have a fantastic day because it never comes again. Take care. Take care, guys.